Welcome into Real Pod Wednesdays, Dan Hope, joined by Griffin Strom, who probably should be welcoming me back to Real Pod Wednesdays as I've been on vacation for the last two weeks. Griffin hosted last week's episode with Garrick Hodge, and they had nothing to talk about because no, nothing happened of significance in the Big Ten while I was gone, right? Yeah, we were an absolute loss, Dan. I mean, you know, we, we did have plenty to talk about, but it probably didn't run quite as smoothly without the captain of the podcast, you know, on <laughs> We've got Dan Hope back. The, the, the world is now balanced once more, and uh, we're, we're here for you guys once again. Well, you, you guys did a good job without me. I'm you know, glad you guys were able to get a podcast out there and talk about that really big news, which was, of course, USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. I have a feeling we'll probably talk about that on future podcasts, too. I have a feeling Big Ten Media Days in a couple of weeks, that is going to be a very hot topic of conversation, I would think, when Kevin Warren meets with the media and even just with players and coaches talking about the future of the Big Ten. So I, I think we'll have plenty more opportunities to talk about that and you know the future and ever-changing landscape of, of college football here on this podcast. But For this week, we wanted to do an exercise that we've done annually here in the summer on Real Pod Wednesdays, and that being our Ohio State football team draft. You know, a couple with Big Ten Media Days coming up in just a couple weeks, camp starting right after that. Thought it would be a good time for us to do this exercise that we like to do every year here on Real Pod Wednesdays. It'll be Griffin's first time doing this. Colin Hassel and I had done this in previous years, and yeah, Griffin probably is aware that Colin kind of kind of cleaned my clock in this exercise last year. It did not go well for me last year. I mean, he he ended up with a team that included CJ Stroud, Travion Henderson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and basically all of Ohio State's best offensive linemen. So I did not do well last year. Let's be very clear about that. He won handily in the poll. And rightfully so, because his team was undoubtedly better than mine was. And so I'm hoping for a better effort this year. Griffin is hoping that I will stumble over my feet like I did last year. Yeah, yeah, that, that should give me some confidence. But honestly, just the fact that I haven't actually done this before. Obviously, we did the, the basketball team one. That was a little easier to kind of, you know, handle, to get a handle on. And I think I still lost that exercise Pretty handily. So with, with this one being a little more unwieldy, you know, with with it being a football draft and everything like that, I'm not overly confident, but we'll see if I can get some some good picks in over you, Dan. I'm actually kind of looking forward to a basketball one because I have no idea who I would pick number one right now. So that'll be yeah. kind of fun when we ultimately do that. But focus on football today. You know, I think this is a fun exercise because it kind of forces us to think about who really are the most valuable players on this team. And it puts both of us in the shoes of if you were picking, if you were trying to assemble the best possible lineup of Ohio state football players, who would you pick? So it kind of forces us to not sit on the fence and to kind of make some decisions about who we think the best players on the Ohio state football team this year are going to be. So to refresh yeah, anyone's memory for people who haven't you know, seen this exercise in the past year. We're going to pick 44 players in total, 22 players each, 11 players on offense, 11 players on defense. It will be a snake draft format. I'm going to f- flip a coin here in a minute that will determine who gets the number one pick. Then after that, we'll alternate two picks at a time until we ultimately have full lineups. The parameters this year, we, we've, we've tweaked these a little bit every year, kind of in terms of how Ohio State's offense and defense have changed. But 
for this year, the positional parameters we're going to pick on are one quarterback, five offensive linemen, and then five offensive skill position players, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. So if you want to have a two tight end offense, go for it. If you want to have a two running back offense, go for it. If you want to go for traditional free wide receiver spread offense, certainly do that too. Defensively, we're going to go three defensive linemen, two linebackers, four DBs, and two flex. In the past, we've had four defensive linemen because Ohio State's bringing in the Jack slash Leo slash whatever you want to call it this year. We'll make it free defensive linemen. So you can kind of have the flexibility to move things around, you know, both up front and on the back end. You know, if you want to run a dime defense with six defensive backs, you can do that. If you want to run a more traditional four three, you can do that. Or if you want to do a four two five that has been Ohio State's base defense and likely will continue to be Ohio State's base defense this year, you can do that. So those are the parameters to kind of you know, give you all the rundown of kind of what it's going to look like now. And Griffin, I'm going to ask you right now to call heads or tails for his coin flip. First of all, Dan, let me just say that don't lie to the people here. I know you wanted to, to give a little bit of flexibility, you know, on offense. You want to get Mitch Rossi in your lineup. <laughs> no, that's why you did that. But no, I'll, I'll fullbacks, go fullbacks are undoubtedly allowed. Yeah, yeah. I will go with tails. As they say, tails never fails. Hopefully it'll bring me to, to victory here. All right, let's do it. We've got the flip. And it is tails. So Griffin, you get to choose. Do you want the number one pick? I do, in fact. I'm pretty sure you got the first pick for basketball. So this feels this feels right here, I think. Well, I figured you would want the number one pick. And I think I can guess who you're going to take with number one pick. Mitch Rossi. No. Okay. <laughs> Returning Heisman Trophy <clears throat> finalist, CJ Stroud, potential 2023 number one overall NFL draft pick. As I accidentally click out of my draft board document here, I'm taking CJ Stroud number one overall. Dan, I don't think you can really argue with that pick. I mean, obviously the expectations are through the roof and a lot of, you know, preseason draft, you know, betting odds have CJ Stroud number one, even with the returning Heisman Trophy winner coming back in college football this year, you know, obviously with the weapons on hand that, that either of our you know quarterbacks are going to have, there's going to be a lot of success had, I think, by both offenses in this theoretical game. But, you know, how can you argue with, with, with picking CJ Stroud number one overall? Yeah, that's a no brainer. I mean, it's just like a couple of years ago when we did this exercise and Justin Fields went number one, when you've got a returning superstar at quarterback, that guy's pretty much always going to be the number one overall pick because I don't think anyone has a question that he's the most valuable player on the team. So not surprised by this pick. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised by the number two pick either because I'm going to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba. I don't know how I couldn't go with Jackson Smith and Jigba after seeing what he did in the Rose Bowl last year, the record setting season that he had last year. If I can't get CJ Stroud, then I at least want his best receiver. So I got to go with JSN. I think he's going to be the best wide receiver in college football this year. I think defenses are going to have a nightmare of a time trying to cover him. And so to me, CJ Stroud, Jackson Smith, and Jigbar are pretty clearly the top two players on this team going into the season. And so I got to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba at number two. And then at number three, I'm going to go get that left tackle. I don't know if I'd say Paris Johnson's the 
third best player on the Ohio State football team right now because he's still basically unproven as a tackle. But this is a matter of, of positional value here. It's a matter of going out and, and filling a really important position on the offensive line and going and getting the guy who's pretty clear-cut B left tackle. They, there's not really a clear-cut backup at that position. So for me, really important to go ahead and secure Paris Johnson as one of my top picks on this draft. I like the pick, Dan. So far, we are a lockstep right now in terms of our overall draft boards with those top three picks. And, you know, I had the same line of thinking there with the offensive tackles because it's been, we've, we've talked about it before, you know, the, the, the depth at offensive tackle for Ohio State this season, you know, leaves a, maybe leaves a little to be desired in terms of if one of those guys were to go down. For that reason, I'm going to have to scoop up DeWand Jones here, you know, with the fourth overall pick in this draft, my second pick, uh, you know, like you said, <clears throat> which which of those guys, which of those two guys do you pick first? You know, Dewan Jones is the more proven college tackle right now in terms of he actually ha- has a year of starting experience under his belt. But at the same time, Paris Johnson, you know, the, the ceiling might be higher. Obviously, his his recruiting status and the fact that the Ohio State, you know, coaching staff still, you know, wants to have him at left tackle, barring, you know, preseason changes and things like that, you know, with Dewan Jones coming back. So I'm going to take Dewan Jones there at with my second overall pick. With my next pick, however, okay. Here's where it gets interesting. It is <laughs> my, where it gets interesting. My overall draft board, like I've still, I've got a few picks, but I'm I'm trying to think here. Do I do I already opt to give CJ Stroud, you know, one of those high high caliber weapons, or you know, if I'm if I'm following my draft board, I might have to go defense here, Dan, because you know, obviously with the high caliber passing offenses, we would expect to see drafting from this Ohio State roster offensively. I might have to turn to a guy like Denzel Burke, a potential shutdown corner for my defense, you know, with, with some of the other guys at cornerback being less proven. Obviously, you still got a guy like Cam Brown and some promising, you know, talent in that position room as well. But I think Denzel Burke with what he showed last year as a true freshman and the potential to, you know, what many people think he can accomplish in this year and years ahead. I think I'm going to go with Denzel Burke with my third overall pick here to kind of balance things out after the two offensive picks to start. Yeah, our draft boards have been identical so far. I was I was hoping you wouldn't take the one because I learned my lesson from Colin last year. I said, if he doesn't take the one, I'm getting him at number six and I'm going to snap up those two offensive tackles. So you knew better than I did last year than to wait on taking an offensive tackle. So yeah, I totally agree with those two picks. Uh, those are the two guys I would have taken there too. Was hoping you'd leave at least one of them on the board for me, but you know, going back to my picks now, it, it does get interesting here because there's, there's a few different lines of thinking that I have here with ways I could go with this. I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off by taking Ronnie Hickman because I think you, you just got Denzel Burke. I want to make sure that I get one of the top two defensive backs on the team. And, you know, in my opinion, the guy who was the best defensive player, for Ohio State last year, a guy who I think is going to be a really important player on this defense, playing that adjuster role while also really having the versatility to play a bunch of different roles, depending on how my my lineup ultimately shakes out here. And so I'm going to take Ronnie Hickman with the number six overall pick. That's where I had him on my board. 
number seven, I learned my lesson last year with, with waiting too long to take offensive linemen. And so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to snap up Luke Whipler here with the number seven overall pick. A guy who I think had a really good first year at center. I think he's going to be even better this year now that he's got a year of experience under his belt. And uh, to get a guy who, who's proven and established in there in the middle at that center position, I, I think is really important on an offensive line that doesn't have a ton of depth. And so I'm going to go ahead and take Luke Whipler with the number seven overall pick. I like it. I like it. Ronnie Hickman was also my number six there on my <laughs> overall big board, but I think we diverge from there. Although I'm still of a similar line of thinking with the offensive lineman, which is why I think I'm going to go snatch up Donovan Jackson, actually, maybe higher than some people would expect to see him. But again, with the, the offensive line stuff, like we're talking about, this is a guy that also, depending how, you know, the rest of our picks shake out, you know, I could have him inside. Maybe I could have him play tackle as well. Of course, we've We've, we've written about that this offseason, Donovan Jackson cross-training, you know, at tackle as well. A, guy, a really athletic guy, um, a super long, you know, wingspan that can potentially translate out there as well, depending on what the other picks look like. And then after that, I think I'm going to have to return to defense. And I think I'm going to have to get who I think will be the top defensive end pass rusher for the Buckeyes this season, you know, obviously defensive end in a in a quarterback driven sport these days is a premium position. And I think if JT, you know, breaks out like we think he could this season, some of the stuff we've seen him do, you know, over the offseason and some of the practices we've got to watch, you know, if, if he really is able to break out this, this could look like a fantastic pick down the line, Dan. Again, I would have made the same picks you did. Those were the two other guys I was strongly considering at that seventh pick. I, I was debating between Whipler and Jackson because of what you said with that versatility he has to play both guard and tackle. I think it makes a lot of sense to take him here. And then I, I was considering JT Tuimolowau as well. The reason why I didn't is because I didn't really think you were going to take both of the five-star sophomore defensive ends. And I think both of them are going to have really big years. So I'm not going to wait any longer and risk missing out on both of them. I'm going to take Jack Sawyer with the number 10 overall pick. And to me, I had those guys right, right next to each other on my board. I, I mean, I, I, I could almost flip a coin in terms of saying which one I think is going to have the, the better year. I would have taken JT first. So I think you made the right pick. But I also think Jack Sawyer is a guy who has the potential to be a, a dominant pass rusher for this Ohio State football team. And I'm really intrigued to see what he can do in that Jack role, aptly named Jack role, when he's going to be playing in Jim Knowles' defense. So I'm going to take Jack Sawyer with the 10th pick. And then the 11th pick, I got to go for a guy that, to me, he's a top five player on the team. He might even be a top three player on the team. The only reason he hasn't been taken yet is because the position he plays isn't valued as highly as it used to be. But I can't pass up on Travion Henderson any longer. So I'm going to take Travion Henderson with the number 11 overall pick and secure Ohio State's star sophomore running back. You know, Dan, I was almost okay with conceding Travion Henderson because I just because I have a lot of faith in a guy like Mayan Williams in that running back room as well. And some of the things we've seen him do, but I think it is probably time here that I go ahead and scoop up another skill position player for CJ Stroud. 
to kind of work off of or else, you know, risking you snagging some more of them off of the board. The question becomes, Dan, who is that next Ohio State wide receiver to draft? I think there's really two names you look at here, and none of them are Julian Fleming. I don't think unless unless Dan's gotten gotten warmer on Julian Fleming over his uh, vacation time here. But I think it comes down to Emeka Buka or Marvin Harrison Jr. And obviously we've seen, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. with the three touchdown Rose Bowl performance. You know, that was obviously the biggest kind of, you know, coming out party for either of those guys that we've seen thus far at Ohio State. But for some reason, I think I'm I might be leaning, you know, just in terms of you know, not even necessarily projecting the the season that they will have this year, but how they would potentially perform, you know, in this game, you know, with in, in this lineup. I think I'm going to go ahead and pick Ameka Buka, just his his body type and the the things we've seen kind of Ohio State do with with guys of, the, of that size. Not to say that Marvin Harrison Jr. won't put up, you know, tons of numbers as well, but for some reason, just his his kind of versatility and kind of you know, the, the ability to play maybe in the slot and in the on the outside, similar body type to a guy like JSN. I'm going to scoop up Emeka Vuka there with my next pick. And I think I'm going to have to go back, honestly, to the offensive line with my next pick just because, yeah, I don't know. Like, like you said, like, and especially with the, the depth on this off- offensive line, I think it, it really is important to kind of get these guys off the board here. I'm going to pick another guy that could potentially play multiple positions. You already picked up Luke Whipler, which kind of leaves my center position questionable there. I'm going to go ahead and pick Matt Jones, who, you know, could play center for my team, could also play guard for my team. I'm going to leave things kind of open-ended with where I'm going to slot those guys in, but that's going to be my my next pick. Yeah, I was I was hoping I could wait one more round of picks to get Matt Jones, but I thought you might do that. I thought you I thought you were about to snap up the next two guys on my board again, but you didn't because you probably know that the next guy on my board is Marvin Harrison Jr. Because I've been riding that Marvin Harrison Jr. train pretty hard since he arrived on campus. So I think the Ibuka pick's a, a good pick. I, I don't I, I think you can absolutely make a case for taking a Buka in that situation because he's got a ton of potential. So I, I think there's a strong argument to be made for taking either one of them as the number two wide receiver. But I do believe Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be Ohio State's number two wide receiver this year. I, I just think everything we've seen from him suggests that he could be in line for a, a massive sophomore season at Ohio State. And so I am going to take Marvin Harrison Jr. with the number 14 overall pick. And, you know, I feel like I'm getting the top two receivers on the team here with him and JSN. So, Really happy about that. And then at number 15, I'm going to go ahead and take the guy who I think is going to be the top linebacker on the Ohio State football team this year, and that being Steel Chambers. I think what we saw from Steel last season was very impressive for a guy who literally moved to linebacker in August after starting his career at running back. And I think his potential for what he can become now that he's had a full offseason of developing at linebacker, now that he's got, you know, Jim Knowles coaching him and developing him is really high. And so I'm going to go with Steel Chambers to round up the top 15 of this draft. Wow. Wow. Okay. This is where things start to get a little more. You really start to kind of have to start digging in here, at least yep. as far as as far as far as I'm looking, because we're already at the <laughs> at the wits end of my measly draft board here that I probably could have extended out a little bit further, but I think I can, 
you know, make some picks a little bit on the fly here as well. I'm looking at my offensive line and I'm just like, you know, what else do I do here with the, you know, the other tackle? Am I going to actually have, I've got some interesting decisions to make there for sure. And I feel like I might, this, this probably seems ridiculously too high for this player, but I just think with the, you know what? Well, let me see what you got going on here with the offensive line really quick. Okay. We've got Harris Johnson, Luke Whipler. Okay. That's what I got. I'm just going to, I'm going to, to let things relax a little bit as far as the offensive line goes for a minute, I think. And perhaps I will answer your linebacker pick with one of my own and scoop up Cody Simon here with my next pick as a guy who honestly, I don't know what, what the the season will hold for Cody Simon. We've heard so many good things about Tommy Eichenberg, you know, playing that, that Mike linebacker position this off season and Cody Simon, obviously coming off of a, a shoulder surgery as well for the Buckeyes. There's several names in there that, that could make a lot of noise. I think the three kind of, Top names, though, are going to be Chambers, Eichenberg, and Cody Simon at those two linebacker positions in general. I, I would like to get, you know, one of those guys for sure on my team in this round of picks here. And then I might as well just scoop up, you know, another wide out here. Dan's favorite player on the Ohio State. <laughs> Julian Fleming, I will go ahead and take him off of the board just so that I don't have kind of have to start digging into some other wideouts that have, you know, significantly less experience than some of those top guys. I think I'll go ahead and draft him as well up here with my ninth overall pick. All right. Yeah. This is definitely where our boards start to diverge because I was, I would not have taken either of us guys with the next, next two picks. I, I get them. I, I think they're, they're logical picks. You know I mean? Obviously, you know, Fleming still has huge upside. Uh, I do think I do think Cody Simon's a guy that's probably not being talked about enough because of the fact that he was out this spring. I, I still think he's a guy who could play a major role in that linebacker room. So, you know, don't think it's a bad pick. Wouldn't have been my pick. The, the next guy, a guy I really wanted, but I feared you were going to take there, but I will take him now, is Tanner McAllister. I think Tanner McAllister is a guy who I think is going to play a really big role in this defense. Obviously, having the knowledge coming over from Oklahoma State with Jim Knowles, a guy who's going to slot right into that nickel safety position, and I think is, is going to probably be one of the you know snap leaders on the defense this year, and a guy who is going to bring a lot of leadership on that side of the ball. And so, I'm going to go ahead and snap up Tanner McAllister here. The, ne the next pick, this, this is one that I, this is one that I debate a little bit because I think there's a few different routes that I could go with this one. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and you know what? You, you, you may be trying to throw me off the scent, but I am worried about you taking too many offensive linemen before I take another one. And you seem to at least be strongly considering this. So I'm going to go ahead and take Josh Fryer because uh, no. I don't, I don't, I don't feel good about the rest of the offensive tackle depth, especially with Donovan Jackson off the board. And so if you getting Dewan Jones and Donovan Jackson, I feel like I got to take Josh Fryer because I do think he's likely the sixth man on the offensive line this year. 
and somebody that I could play at either tackle or guard, but most likely slots in as my right tackle opposite Paris Johnson at left tackle. I was considering Josh Fryer back there for my, one of my last two picks, but I thought <laughs> I myself out of doing it because it seemed too ludicrous. But I like the pick myself. Puts me in kind of an interesting position, though, now looking at some of the, the rest of the offensive line. All right, let me see. Let me see what I want to do here. We're, we get a little interesting here, I have to say. I, I would like to get another defensive back here. Because as we know, the the Jim Knowles defense is certainly, you know, he's, he's talked about it being a safety-driven, you know, group. However, there's just a lot of questions, I think, with kind of the, with what we're, we're maybe going to see out of Court Williams this year in terms of how his game translates. You know, Josh Proctor's coming off of a very serious injury. So it's kind of, do I, do I, specifically value one of those guys over the other. I think honestly, what I might have to do here is take, I might have to take Josh Proctor off of the board because you've already taken the the number one adjuster safety for the Buckeyes in Ronnie Hickman, who was very high on my board as well. Josh Proctor, I think, you know, we've seen, we saw him play that, that bandit role in the spring game and whatnot, but, but Proctor can obviously play that free safety role as well. We've seen him do it in multiple seasons at Ohio state and depending who else I get it at safety, maybe he could, he could play either one of those positions. You know, this, this kind of depends on, you know, how, how his health is going to be when he, he starts the season. But I think I do need to get one of those top safeties there. And I think Josh Proctor is my guy because he can play multiple positions among those those several spots there in the back of the Ohio State defense. After Proctor, however, what would I like to do? I would not mind grabbing another player on the defensive line, especially with Dan having Travion Henderson. And I think I might take who could end up being the, the top defensive tackle on the Buckeye roster next season, if not, you know, further down the line, but certainly from the glimpses we saw from this freshman this past season, the potential is certainly there. And we've heard all about his kind of weight loss journey, getting into a much better shape. He said last year, he couldn't stay on the field very long because, you know, he, he came in super heavy after that, that COVID year as a freshman. I'm, I'm, I'm of course referring to Tyleek Williams, who was second on the entire team in sacks, despite playing like, I don't even remember. He was, you know, not among the, the top, snap, you know, players in snaps played last season, obviously for the Ohio State defensive line. He didn't play very much, honestly, at all compared to a lot of other guys. I'm going to take Tyleek Williams off the board here for some extra reinforcements on my defensive line, given that Dan has Travion Henderson. Those are good picks. Those are those were two of the next four guys on my board. So no qualms of either of them. The other two guys there that I, I was looking at are also both on the defensive side of the got ball and two guys that quite frankly i'm thrilled to be landing at the midpoint of the draft and those guys are cam brown and zach harrison two guys who really could be in the nfl right now i mean these are guys who decided to come back for a senior year you know cam brown i think is you know he's going to enter the season as the clear-cut number two corner so i was worried there i i was very strongly debating between him and josh fryer off that last pick because i'm going I think you were going to take Fryer, but I'm like, if he takes Cam Brown, I'm going to miss out on both of the top two cornerbacks. So I was very relieved that you decided to go in another direction there. And then 
Zach Harrison's a guy. I mean, he, he went a lot higher in our draft the last couple of years. Obviously, you know, hasn't quite lived up to the hype at Ohio State. You know, JT and Jack, I think, are the two guys that a lot of people are expecting to be the top defensive ends this year. But you know, this is still a guy who's, you know, been a, you know, all Big Ten kind of player, a, a guy who I, I think honestly has been, I think he's been over-criticized in a way, I would say. I, I don't think he's been you know, he, he hasn't been a Chase Young or a Bosa-level player at Ohio State, and I don't know that he's going to be at this point. But I still think he's a guy who's been a productive player and a guy who I still think is going to play a lot of snaps and, and is going to be play a major role on that defensive line this year. And so for me to get him in the second half of our draft at the 23rd overall pick, I'm really happy about that. Those are two good picks, my friend. Two, two you know, veterans for Ohio State for sure. I'm just kind of looking down here, crossing some names off of the list, so to speak, as I kind of prepare for my next couple of picks here. There's a few names kind of rattling around in my head. Let me go back to see and see. Okay, I've got, I've got Dewan Jones at tackle. I've got Donovan Jackson, potentially a guard. I've got Matt Jones, who I think I would probably have to play at center, honestly. And that's that's I'm I'm gonna have to do it. I'm I'm going to have to take Enoch Vimahi off of the draft board here because you know I, I didn't write you know ev- ev- the name of every single Ohio State offensive lineman out of my my list here, but at a couple of positions here, he's the last one remaining. I'm going to have to go ahead and scoop him up ahead of some guys that are you know obviously going to factor in a lot more for the Buckeyes this season on the field, one would think, but at the same time, in terms of this exercise. In terms of my the, the good of my team, I'm going to have to take Enoch Vimahi off the board. Beyond that, however, things things certainly become interesting. I'm I'm looking at the defensive side of the ball once again here, and I might just have to go ahead and select Court Williams at the other you know at, at, to play that bandit safety position. You know, I think. Jim Knowles was high on Fort Williams at the start of the the spring and everything like that, and really likes what he can do. His his skills and coverage that's kind of going to be, you know, what we're going to watch because he obviously is one of those guys that's built almost more like a linebacker than he is a safety. He's kind of a a tweener there, so that's something to watch for him. But I think with Proctor and Williams now, you know, with with those two key safety positions being kind of the, the, the three top guys at those two positions with, with, with Hickman being the other one, I do like what that gives me there at safety. Yeah, I think I think the fact that Fryer and Vimahi both went in the top 24 of our draft really speaks to the lack of offensive line depth that this team has because we're both sitting here panicking about, you know, running out of offensive linemen. And I, I think, I think that really does speak to the fact that the depth at offensive line just isn't as strong as it is at other positions, because I think there's some positions I sit here and I look and I go, should I take this guy? Cause I don't feel like you mentioned of Travion Henderson, like, you know, he's got good depth behind him. So you felt fine. letting me get Travion Henderson because you feel like you're still going to get a good running back. I think offensive line is that position above all others right now that you can look at on the roster and say, Man, if we if I don't get the starter, like I, I might be in precarious spot. And I think both of us kind of way this is playing out. There's going to be a couple spots where you got to look at and go, eh, this is going to be a bit of a, a question mark, especially if all the defensive line talent have on this team. But alas, getting back to the picks, 26 pick 
on the board here. And this is a number one where there's about, there's like three different guys that I'm looking at right now. And it's a matter of which, which two do I take here? I'm going to go ahead 26. I'm going to go ahead and take Tommy Eichenberg because you, you mentioned before that, you know, you think those three linebackers, him, Simon, and Chambers are probably going to be the guys who probably play the biggest roles at that position this year. And so I think Tommy being the guy who's probably going to lead the way is that, you know, true Mike linebacker. I, I want to snap him up here before you can do so. And so I'm going to take Tommy Eichenberg to play that Mike linebacker position with the number 26 pick. And then at 27, I'm going to go ahead and take Jordan Hancock. We heard a lot of good things about Jordan Hancock this year. I, I debated waiting on this one because we've heard a lot of good things about Jalen Johnson too, but just the way people have talked about Jordan Hancock this spring and what we saw from him in the spring game, I think he's going to be that number three corner this year. I think he's going to play a lot this year. And, you know, I really want to have two good outside cornerbacks, especially when I know that I'm going to be going up against CJ Stroud. And so I'm going to go ahead and take Jordan Hancock with the 27th overall pick in this draft. I like it, Dan. I like it. Things are, things are getting dicey here. Things are getting bad. The positional needs here in real time. And the, the Eichenberg pick really did kind of sink my, my ship a little bit here because when you kind of look at the linebacker position now, you know, you've got, I've already got kind of my, my Mike guy. Obviously a lot of times, you know, some of these guys can play either one there. So that, you know, isn't necessarily a huge concern per se, but if you're looking at, at, a, at a couple guys here in Taraja Mitchell and, and potentially, you know, Chip Trayanum at the will position, you know, I, I just, I don't know what to do with, with a, with a polyay, you know, Nioteote after what we saw last season, I really just don't know what to do with a guy like that. And, and so if, if those are the two guys I'm looking at kind of at that will spot, you know, Taraja Mitchell, more of a proven commodity. However, you know, he was plagued by injuries last season. So I will give him kind of that benefit of the doubt, but I think at this point, it seems kind of clear that he's not quite going to live up to that super high level elite five-star status that he had as a recruit, you know, coming into college football. And I think, you know, Chip Trayanum, I think, you know, you're, you're kind of drawn to the, the possibilities of, you know, could, could he come in and be the next steel chambers in terms of a guy that looks really good at linebacker, making that switch from running back. However, you know, I don't think that you're going to be drafting one of those two guys anymore. So I think I can wait on that linebacker pick. The question becomes now, yeah, I might have to, I might have to, to step in and, and scoop up my other. No, 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 no. Hold on. Let me think about this. I am going to take, I'm going to go ahead and take, I'm basically just taking a shot in the dark at this, but I'm going to go ahead and take Caden Curry right here because he gives me another guy in my lineup here that, that could possibly play, you know, traditional defensive end, but he could also play the, that, that, that Leo position, you know, the, the Jack position as he he's been in rotation there with Jack Sawyer and a couple of other guys, Jim Knowles has been really high on him. We've seen him make a lot of plays, albeit, you know, sometimes against, you know, the, the backups offensive linemen and things of that nature for the Buckeyes. I'm going to go ahead and take him here as I struggle through these picks. My next one, I'm going to go ahead and round out my, my wide receiver core and take Jaden Ballard here to go ahead and, and secure that trio. I'm a guy that, you know, we, we have heard good things about, but we didn't necessarily see a whole lot of him this spring in, in some of the, 
you know, drills and, and, and spring game sessions and stuff like that that we were watching. You know, my organization here is falling apart a little bit, Dan, but I'm going to go ahead and take it. I, I did have Caden Curry on my board. I wasn't going to take him after taking Zach Harrison as my second defensive end, but Caden Curry was going to be the guy if, if you got two defensive ends before I did. I was going to take him because just a, just an upside play. I mean, I, I think Javante Jean Baptiste and Tyler Friday will probably play more snaps this year than Caden Curry, but just playing the upside there as a guy who got rave reviews in the spring was one of the first two guys to lose his black stripe. I, I think, you know, he's a guy who has a potential to be a difference maker if he gets in that rotation. And so I, I do think, you know, that's a good upside play there. You know, same goes with Jaden Ballard. We're now on to the 30th overall pick, and we still haven't had a tight end taken. So I'm going to go ahead and change that. I'm going to take Cade Stover. I think Cade Stover is going to be the best inline blocker, pure tight end on this team. And, you know, I've got Travion Henderson. I don't have CJ Stroud, so I'm going to have to be able to run the ball. So I think having a strong inline blocker at that tight end position is really important. And so I'm going to go ahead and take Cade Stover as the top tight end off the board. And Ben, I just mentioned guys who lost their black stripe this spring. I need another safety. Kai Stokes sure showed a ton of potential this spring. And so I'm going to go ahead and take Kai Stokes. You know, could line it up either way. Does Hickman play adjuster and Stokes play bandit? Or do you go the other way around and move Hickman back to that bandit position? I don't know yet, but I don't particularly care because I think I think Stokes has of all of all the safeties that are left on the board, he's the guy that I look at as this guy might end up forcing his way onto the field and, and playing a bigger role than we think this year, just because of how good he looked this spring. And so I'm gonna go ahead and take Kai Stokes to to really kind of round out my secondary here with the 31st overall pick. Nice. Yeah. I think everyone's pretty high on Kai Stokes after what we saw from him, you know, obviously being one of the the lower rated recruits in this incoming class for the Buckeyes, but then being, you know, one of the first, the first freshman, right. To, to lose his black stripe, you know, right. after Tanner McAllister being the first player in general to lose his black stripe this spring, this spring obviously showed out a ton in that spring game. I'm still sitting on four offensive linemen, Dan, and I don't really know what I'm going to do if I don't make this move right here. And it seems, it might seem a little crazy if you're listening to this right now. And I think it's, it seems a little crazy to me as well, but I might, could I possibly take Toby Wilson with this pick, stick him in there at, at center. Then I've got Ohio state's two starting guards inside with Matt Jones, with Donovan Jackson, on the inside, you, you throw Enoch Vimahi out there on an island, perhaps at right tackle or I mean, at left tackle too, I guess, depending on what you want to do with Dewan Jones. Could I possibly do that, Dan? Could I possibly? You could. You can you can take anybody you want. Well, in that case, is DeMario McCord. Well, you, you can't. Well, I should say you, you can't take Kyle McCord because you already have a quarterback, but you can take anybody at a position that you haven't already filled your allotment on. I'm going to take Toby Wilson here because that, that 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 has me set with my five offensive linemen. I now have three of Ohio State's starting five offensive linemen, which makes me feel good. I'm thrilled that a walk on was taken with the 32nd pick in this draft. Like I just I love that. 
my organization here. But okay, but so I, I I wouldn't know who else to take, you know, besides I guess I could take no, I'm gonna I'm taking Toby Wilson at center. I'm taking Toby Wilson at, I'm sticking with my guns and I'm taking Toby Wilson at center, no matter what the blowback might be. And then after that, I think I'm going to have to take another defensive tackle because Dan does not seem to be wanting to draft those guys. A lot of them, I think, which I think is probably why Dan's not jumping at those guys is they're a little bit interchangeable in terms of what we think they might do. So it kind of becomes interesting here in terms of who to choose. Obviously there's Teron Vincent, Jerron Cage, Ty Hamilton, Mike Hall, all still on the board. You know, Tyleek Williams, obviously a guy that's going to play that three tech. Teron Vincent, also a guy that's, you know, also a three tech. But I wonder if I should just draft Teron Vincent anyway, just because, you know, those guys, you know, oftentimes, you know, rotate, learn both positions anyway. That would give me, in my mind, the two best defensive tackles for the Buckeyes in general and leave Dan kind of grasping for straws after that. So I'm thinking I might draft Teron Vincent here. My the, the two top defensive tackles on my board, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, Teron Vincent was going to be my next pick. So that's a good pick. I would. You're right about my strategy there was I was just going to let you take defensive tackles because I feel like there's four to five guys who are going to be in the rotation this year. And so I would have liked to get Ivor Tyleek or Teron, but – I, I was content to wait on defensive tackles because I think the depth there is pretty solid. And like some of those guys are interchangeable. So I think you made the right pick there. I think you made the right pick taking Teron Vincent there because, you know, you, you can play one of those guys at, at nose tackle and you, you're probably going to be fine. And so I think you made the right pick there taking Teron Vincent because I can confirm he would have been my next pick. And so. Now I have to think a little bit about who my next pick should be. I'm also kind of looking at, okay, what positions do I still really need at this point? We're, we're kind of getting to the point of a draft now where our rosters are getting closer to full to where it's like, okay, we have different needs at this point. So it's kind of starts to become more about just, you know, filling out, filling out that roster more than it is about you know jockeying for position to some degree. Yeah. With that being said, I'm gonna I'll go ahead and take Jerron Cage now because I do need a defensive tackle. I do think he is going to be the starting nose tackle this year. And so I'm gonna go ahead and take Jerron Cage off the board as my first defensive tackle. And then this is where it gets this is where it gets more interesting. Like what do you do with certain positions and whatnot? I like to watch you squirm, Dan Hope. <laughs> I have I have kind of a crazy idea, but I'm not I'm not sure if I I'm not sure if I want to go with it yet. I'm 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 kind of debating whether I actually want want to go with that strategy. I'm just gonna go ahead right now and so I'm going to go ahead and fill out my defensive tackle group just in case you have visions of drafting a running a five, five man front. And I'm going to go ahead and take Ty Hamilton and I'll factor him in at that free tech spot alongside Jerron Cage. 
sensible decision, sensible decision. I thought I, I didn't know if you were going to get really creative there, Dan. I, it still it looks like you still only have three offensive linemen, by the way, and I'm not really sure who you're going to. Yeah, well, into. you have, you have five, so at this point, I can just I can I can wait and and that take it to the end. I figure. Yeah, I don't know if I'm too concerned about you really taking anyone out from under me at this stage in the draft. I feel like I can kind of just take my take my swings at them here, right? I've got yeah. 18, 19, We're at that point of the draft. Yeah, so I, I, I still have 18, 19, 20, 21, 5. So I have five picks left. Correct. I'm going to take Cameron Martinez instead of Lathan Ransom to play that nickel position only because Lathan Ransom is coming off of that, you know, injury re- very late in the season, you know, obviously – in the Rose Bowl, the in 2022, this man, you know, suffered a broken leg. You know, we, we've seen him on the indoor field kind of doing some stuff when we've been in, you know, the Woody for, for high school camps over the summer. I'm not sure where his health's going to be out to start off the season, if that's even really a factor in this type of this type of exercise. Anyway, I'm going to take Cameron Martinez to run my nickel safety position. That gives me, you know, three, three solid guys there. Cameron Martinez is a guy that started, you know, games at least like what one or two games for Ohio State at safety, even if it wasn't necessarily the nickel safety spot. I'm going to do that right there, and then at at tight end, I'm going to go ahead. Do I really just lean into the the passing game and just just forego Joe, Joe Royer and pick G, a G Scott Jr. here to make things specifically exciting i think i'm going to do that just the 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 passing game will be will be humming with cj stroud he's going to have now not only Emeka abuka julian fleming Jaden ballard and g scott jr to throw to out there you know obviously might leave some things to be desired in the blocking game there at tight end but you know I think with the, the the passing offense being you know as it will under, under CJ Stroud here, and then three of Ohio State's actual starting offensive linemen, I, I like that pick there. Interesting pick, yeah. I, I would have taken Martinez there as well. Personally, I I would have taken Joe Royer as, as the second tight end, but I like the idea there. I, I mean, I think Scott has the most upside of any of those guys as a pass catcher. And so, you know, I think the idea of just loading up on weapons, I, I think it's, I think it's an intriguing idea. I, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I appreciate it. This is where I've got to make my decision because what I'm, what I'm debating here is do I go with the guy who I think is the next best wide receiver or do I go and get me a second tight end or even a second running back to kind of diversify my weapons a little bit? Because I've got, I've got a few different, I've got a few different guys in mind, but I feel like I I can go with here, but it's, it's hard because it's one way or another you're banking on, somebody who you haven't really seen play and kind of figuring out if if they can be the kind of player you think they have the potential to be. I'm, man, that's tough. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and take Joe Royer. I'm going to go ahead and take Joe Royer. I'm going to go ahead and go with the two tight end offense here. 
gives will help my offensive line a little bit by having two tight ends out there on the field. We've seen my offense is probably going to throw the ball to the tight end a little bit more than we've seen from Ohio State. But because I have the top two wide receivers, in my opinion, Jackson Jigba and Martin Harris Jr., I feel like I feel like I can do something a, a little bit different here than maybe expected. And, and because I'll say this because I can't I, I can't draft another skill position guy now. I, I considered Keon Grace here. I also considered Evan Pryor. I considered taking Evan Pryor. I think if you had gotten JSN, I would have maybe considered that more because I, I, I looked at Evan Pryor as I could play him in the slot. But, you know, you know I, 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 I couldn't quite commit to that one of, of drafting Evan Pryor to play wide receiver. I think there's a chance I regret not taking Keon Grace here because I do think that he has a, a lot of potential and I wouldn't be surprised if he finds his way into the rotation at some point this year. But I think Joe Royer is going to play a good amount. And, and my guess is, even with G's potential, I think Joe Royer is going to be the leading pass catcher among tight ends this year. So I'm going to go ahead and take Joe Royer here and go with the two tight end offense. I'm sure Kevin Wilson, if, if he is listening, is very proud of me for going <laughs> with a two tight end offense here. And then, as you mentioned, I, I do have to fill out my offensive line. So I'm going to go ahead and take Jacob James, who I, I personally would have taken over Toby Wilson. He would have been my next pick there um, on the offensive line. I, I think he's probably in that top eight right now, the offensive line, along with Josh Fryer and Enoch Bamahi as being one of the top backups. So I, I'm taking Jacob James. He'll, he'll play center. I mean, sorry, he'll... He'll play guard for me because I already have Luke Whipler at center. But I'm going to go ahead and take Jacob James as one of my final picks on the offensive line. You know, I didn't feel great about the Toby Wilson pick. It might it might haunt me for the rest of my life, as a matter of fact. <laughs> certainly, certainly the rest of the day, <laughs> the day, to be sure. But I think my three picks here are pretty cut and dry. My 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 final three picks. That is, I'm going to have to go ahead and just take Mayan Williams who I've been holding off on taking the entire time because you took Travion Henderson, but at this point it doesn't really matter. I mean, I have, am always impressed with Mayan Williams. You know, he doesn't, he hasn't gotten the ball a ton, but the things he can do in terms of bouncing off of guys, quick spin moves, you know, in, in, in traffic out there, getting to the next level, you know, he's a hard guy to get on the ground. He's so stocky and compact. You know, he's a guy I really like. I think he could make a lot of plays, you know, for my team, 100%. And then after that, I am going to go ahead and select my final linebacker here because I believe I only, I still only have yeah. Cody Simon. You do need a linebacker. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm free, like, I, I really like, I know like fans probably don't, love Taraja Mitchell in terms of just the not living up to the potential and everything like that. So that kind of, I'm like, I, I am interested in the potential of Chip Tranum and how he ends up playing out. But in terms of, you know, he, he's a, he's going to be a first year guy at that position. I think Taraja Mitchell being, you know, a, a veteran for Ohio state makes more sense to take at that will linebacker position, even if he's kind of been plagued by injury a little bit. 
and, you know, not always been super consistent for the Buckeyes. He's who I'm going to take here with that pick. Two logical picks. If I had been in your shoes, I think I might have taken CJ Hicks, just, just gone for the upside play there. I, I do think Taranja is going to play more than CJ Hicks is going to play this year. So I think it's a very logical pick, but I might have gone for the upside play there. I might have even considered Reed Carico because I think we're going to see him play a decent amount, at least against teams like Wisconsin and Iowa in those Sam linebacker packages. So kind of a toss up there to who to take for the fourth linebacker. But I will say right now, if I was predicting if those two inside linebacker spots, like who do I think will play the fourth most snaps, I would go to Roger Mental. So I think it's a logical pick. Two more picks left for me. Obviously, I need my quarterback, so I'm going to go ahead and take him now. Again, obviously, I waited because Griffin took C.J. Stroud, so I knew I could wait until the end of the draft. I will take Kyle McCord. I, I'm sure there's some people out there who would consider taking Devin Brown. I think Devin Brown has a lot of potential, but I think Kyle McCord is the clear-cut number two quarterback for Ohio State this year. He's a guy who, who has some experience, so I feel a lot better about putting Kyle McCord out there. Than I, than I do about putting a true freshman quarterback out there. You know, obviously I'd love to have CJ Stroud with what we saw from him last year, but I feel good about Kyle McCord. Like I, I, I think Kyle McCord would be ready to start for most teams in college football right now. And so I think I feel a lot better about not getting the top quarterback this year than I have in some past years. Like the one year where I think I ended up with Gunnar Hoke because Colin got Justin Fields. And at that point, I had pretty much already lost because there really wasn't a good backup on the team this year. I think this is a different story. I'm getting a five-star quarterback who, who's got some experience and has a ton of potential. And so I'm, I'm, perp- I'm perfectly content getting Kyle McCord to be my quarterback here. And then with my final pick, this is where I have to take a chance on an offensive lineman because I have I have to round out that line, and I, and I and I have to decide now too. Okay, where am I going to play Fryer? Because I could draft a tackle here and play Fryer at guard, but I think the smarter play is probably to play Fryer at right tackle and to draft whoever I think. Is, is the best option at guard. And I don't really know who the best option is at guard because we're literally talking about guys who have not played any snaps of significance for Ohio State. So you, you're just kind of taking a guess here about who the next guy would be. But I'm going to go with Ben Christman, guy who's going into his second year at Ohio State. He, he's practiced some at guard. Summit tackle. I also could have gone with Trey LaRue here, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Ben Chrisman, guy who was a pretty highly touted recruit in his class. Guy who I don't know that we're gonna see him play a ton this year, but I think is still a guy who has starter potential down the line. And so I will take Ben Chrisman as my final pick in this draft. I like it. I like it. Yeah, you were stuck between a rock and a hard place there. I gotta say, Dan. But with my my last pick is pretty cut and dry here. I have to take another cornerback. I'm going to take J.K. Johnson here with my final pick of the draft. You know, we haven't seen a ton of him. You know, would I have liked to get a guy like Jordan Hancock at the other cornerback position? Certainly, but I feel like I have the, you know, obviously the the top cornerback on the Buckeye roster already in Denzel Burke. And, you know, with, with J.K. Johnson, it's, you know, him or my or my taking a chance on one of these you know, a true freshman and a Jair Brown or Ryan Turner, guys like that. I trust the guy that's been in the system for a year more than that. Also, you know, he, he was a higher rated recruit than those guys as well. 
So that's going to round out my roster there. And yeah, we'll have to see how these puppies stack up then. How are you feeling right now? Do you, do you feel like you've just run me over with a... With I feel a pretty good. I feel pretty good. I feel like I was maybe a little bit more organized when you were going into the draft. I, I've done this a few times before and you hadn't. So I think yeah. that may have given me an advantage. I mean, I also think you are going to get a significant percentage of a vote solely based on the fact that you have CJ Stroud on your team. Like that does give you an advantage that you have the experienced quarterback on your team. And so just winning that number one overall pick already there, you, you picked up a portion of it. So I, I don't think, I don't think this is going to be a landslide like last year's was where I think Colin got like 90% of a vote or something. I, I, I don't think it will be like that, but I do feel pretty good about how this went for me. I, there wasn't, there wasn't any point in this draft where you took a guy and I just felt like completely blindsided, like, oh man, I, I didn't see that coming. I, I tried to be strategic and anticipate your next move so that I wouldn't end up in a situation where I'd get caught with my pants down. I think if there's there's probably one, probably the one, the one thing I would say I, I'd like differently was I, I, I'd like to have either Tyler Williams or Teron Vincent, but I feel like overall, I feel pretty good about the way this went for me. Yeah, you know, I, I did start to get a little flustered. There. I wasn't prepared for for quite how the the chess game that was going to to unfold here. When I had to start thinking on the fly in terms of who was Dan already taken, you know, who do I need to take? Who can I kind of snake out from underneath him a little bit? But you know, like, like you said, I've got CJ Stroud. I've got three of Ohio State's you know projected starting five offensive linemen. I feel pretty good about that. You know, you obviously have Jackson Smith and Jigba and Travion Henderson. Those are some 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 big names right there. You've also got Ronnie Hickman. I would have liked to have had on my side as well. But yeah, I'm excited to kind of to put these into into our little you know graphics for for the piece we'll write up for this and see how these guys actually stack off head to head and and kind of start diving into that. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed listening. Please be sure to go to 11warriors.com and, and tell us who you think won. This is it's all part of the fun. It's going to be fun to look back on this too because you know you look back at last year. Neither, neither of us drafted that neither of us being me and Colin, neither of us drafted Denzel Burke or Tyleek Williams last year. So there's bound to be a few guys that we didn't draft who end up playing significant roles on this team. And of course, as the way it goes, there's also bound to be a few guys that we're going to realize later on that we drafted way too high, but you know, I, I didn't feel like there were any like massive surprises. Like there isn't anybody that I look at right now and I go, man, I'm really shocked that guy didn't get picked. Like there's some notable names that didn't get picked here. I mean, guys like Javante, Gene Baptiste, Tyler Friday, Evan Pryor. I think that speaks to the depth Ohio state has at those positions where, you know, they could go five or six deep at defensive end. They could go three deep at running back. The way a draft like this plays out, there, there just wasn't space for them in comparison to, say, the offensive line where we, we really had to you know reach on some guys who we don't necessarily expect to actually play this year just to fill out our roster. So it kind of speaks to the, how the depth varies at, at different positions. But overall, I, I think it was a fun exercise. How about Lathan Ransom not getting drafted, Dan? I mean, that's a guy going into last yeah, I think that speaks to the safety depth. And again, I think, you know, time will tell, you know, should a Kai Stokes who's never played before be drafted ahead of a Lathan Ransom? I, I, we don't know that. I mean, I, I think certainly one thing that factors into that is the fact that he is coming off a broken leg and he wasn't out there at all this spring. And so 
I, that's a guy that right now, I mean, I don't even know what position he's going to play. Is he going to be an adjuster? Is he going to be a nickel safety? Is he going to be a bandit? I mean, he could feasibly play any of those positions. And because he wasn't out there this spring, we really don't know how he factors in. So I think that's why he didn't get drafted. But to your point, that's a guy who was a starter for most of last season that didn't get drafted. And so I think that speaks to both the depth and the fact that we don't know what we don't know at that safety position right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll get signed to a you know a practice squad. He'll get picked up as an unrestricted or, or, or as an undrafted free agent here pretty soon on the wire after this uh, these results go live. Yeah, I, I I have already offered an undrafted free agent contract to Mitch Rossi to play fullback off off the bench for me. I I was disappointed that I couldn't draft him, but again, speaks to the tight end depth. But, you know, I, I think there's four tight ends who could all see regular playing time this year, and we drafted three of them. That's that's why I drafted a second tight end, which may seem like an unconventional move when we're talking about Ohio State players, but that's why because I I think they have a lot of depth at tight end, and I think. To the contrary, as much talent as Ohio State has at wide receiver, I think the depth is a little bit, a little bit unproven. I I don't think it's going to matter because I think whether it's Keon Gray's or you know Cam Bavi can stay healthy, even a Xavier Johnson. I, I think there's plenty of guys that we didn't draft who have the potential to make an impact this year. But I think you also kind of look at it as there's probably going to be four or five guys who play the majority of snaps at wide receiver. Whereas at tight end, I think you could really legitimately have four tight ends who all see regular playing time. Dan, I'm actually on the phone right now with Demario call, trying to get something worked out with the NCAA, get an extra year of eligibility here. He can run on the, on the scout team for me and, and we can get that all figured out. And, and maybe we should have drafted kickers. And, you know, one of us could have had Noah Ruggles. One of us could have had Parker Lewis. We've, we've, we've never done specialists in this exercise before. And so uh, we decided to st- stick with offense and defense. But it would have been fun to see how high Noah Ruggles would have come off the board. Yeah. We started drafting like a gunners and, and things like that as well. Really, That really might good. be getting a little too into the weeds. That might be getting a little <laughs> too into the weeds. It would be fun to do like a 120-player draft of every single player on the roster, but I have a feeling that our, our listenership would vastly drop off when we get into the point of debating who we should draft as our you know 84th and 85th players on the team. And so with that in mind, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Hope you all enjoyed listening and we'll be back next week for more.